Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hi there, welcome to session 315 of Selling the Couch. I hope that you're doing well. If you are thinking about creating an online course, I know that many of us may be thinking about that right now in the midst of the pandemic and in a post-pandemic world, whether it's just to diversify our income uh, beyond therapy work or uh, just to feel like we have a bigger message to share and we want to be able to share that in a different way Uh, beyond just our geographic area. If all of that sounds awesome and you've been thinking about creating an online course, I just wanted to invite you to download the free A to Z online course guide. Uh, I launched my first online course back in 2015 to a $297 first sale and through a lot of just hard work and uh, a lot of trust in colleagues to purchase the course. We've now had over 275 of our colleagues purchase the Healthcasters podcasting course, and I've learned a ton about what it takes to launch, grow, and scale a podcasting course and a course in, uh, in general. And uh, that guide just has a lot of helpful information to help you get started. We're also launching something called Online Course School. This is a live cohort experience, so meaning that this isn't like a digital course on courses, although eventually it will have that, but this is more of a live experience where we therapists can gather over the course of six to eight weeks. And what I will do is I will teach you everything that I know about how to launch and grow a successful online course. We'll start with your idea and how to validate your online course. We'll then work through what your lessons and modules and all of those different things will look like. We'll actually take time and and actually do exercises to get those down. We'll come up with your course title and your subtitle uh, in a way that your students are excited to want to purchase that course. And then we'll talk about actually how to record and market your course as well. And you'll be joined with others in community and you'll have an accountability buddy and a bunch of really awesome stuff. And uh, if any of that sounds awesome, I encourage you to download again the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. So we'll get right to today's session. So before we jump into today's session, this is a little bit of an embarrassing moment. You know, I've been podcasting for seven years and podcasting as a medium and just doing this thing. It's one of the most 
gratifying yet one of the most humbling things that you do. So I had actually recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago and my podcast editor was in the process of editing it and uh, she emailed me this morning and was like, Mel, this you're recording like it sounds super echoey and I don't know like what's going on and I thought I had previously recorded it correctly and uh, turns out this like one little button without getting like too much into the technicals, this one little button that needed to be turned on somehow got turned off and it led to this echo. And so I, here I am. I honestly, I wanted to, you know, we, we put a lot of time into these episodes and I just wanted to make sure you get good sound quality. So I'm re-recording it, but I wanted to share that human moment of, you know, I feel like in many ways, podcasting is a lot like therapy, right? Like the more you do it, the more uh, you learn. And, but it, it's also one that really humbles you all the time, right? Because there can be situations or like a random circumstance, just when you feel like you're getting confident in it, that, you know, it reminds you that you're still beginner in many levels. So today's podcast session is a solo one. And it's actually based on a Twitter thread that I wrote that surprisingly, like went, did really well in terms of analytics. And it seemed to help a lot of people as I'm recording this right now. uh, It's had 102,000 views on Twitter. And it's about a, a piece of software that I use to record my online course videos, just to be like fully transparent. And I released my first digital course in 2015. And this was the Healthcasters, the podcasting course. And it's now grossed $301,698. I Yes, I ran the numbers just to make sure I, I had accurate numbers. And one of the most important tools that we use to record these online courses is Loom. And Loom is just spelled L-O-O-M. And in fact, Loom has become, I would say, in the top three most common pieces of software and the most helpful pieces of software that I use to run STC on a daily basis. I would say the other two are Kartra, like our all-in-one platform that you know allows us to send emails and create courses and all of that kind of stuff. And then the other one would be Notion, where we keep everything kind of organized. Now, the I wanted to create this solo episode uh, based on this thread because Loom looks like a very basic program on the surface. But the neat thing about these like very basic programs that look like that on the surface are there's a lot of nuances to them. And I wanted to share eight little known loom tricks for you to create quality online course videos. I'm not an affiliate for Loom and uh, and Loom actually, I don't think as of this recording, they even have an affiliate program, but so you can definitely check it out. I use the pro version. It's super reasonable, right around like $100 a year. It's well worth upgrading to it. So if you've never heard of Loom before, I actually had not heard of it until a few years ago, uh, but it's definitely revolutionized my business and it's definitely revolutionized the way that I record courses. It's basically a piece of software that allows you to quickly record videos of your screen and your camera. But most people, when they think of Loom, they're kind of thinking like, oh, I'm just going to send a quick Loom to somebody or message. But you can actually use it uh, for your online course. And I'm going to share some of the stuff that I've learned along the way. So the number one trick or the number one tip that I would share 
share is change your state. The most important part of a successful course is actually keeping and capturing attention, right? It's capturing and keeping that attention. An easy trick to do this is actually to alter the sharing style on Loom. So the Twitter thread has lots of visuals for you, and I'll include it in the show notes for you guys. But basically on Loom, you have three options. You can record just your screen, like you're just your computer screen. You can record just yourself on camera, or you can do a hybrid where the screen is the primary thing that's shown and your face, you can basically put it on any corner of the screen. So it's a nice kind of feature and it, I think, reduces that boredom of, you know, just looking straight at a screen. Now, related to this, you know, one thing I've learned with just creating this course now, you know, we launched the Health Gastro's course in 2015 and honestly, like I've made a ton of mistakes and I'm still learning. I don't think I'm like, you know, there yet. But one thing I've learned is people love to learn from people. And the more connected your audience or your students feel to you, the more likely they are to actually complete your course, recommend it to others, and buy more products, which increases the lifetime value of your business and of that product and related products. So don't be shy to show your face. It really pays off. So with Loom, the two options that you can show your face are basically the screen and the camera, and the camera only. Uh, Just to be like fully transparent, when I recorded the first at least three versions of the HealthCasters course. So basically we recorded one version and I try to update it like twice a year. But those first three versions, I was so scared of putting myself on camera. So what I did is I would hide behind the screen like a PowerPoint slides. And while it communicated information and while it was helpful, the thing I noticed is that it wasn't forming that meaningful connection because my like face was not on the screen. So it's just something I would encourage you with, especially if you do feel like, oh my gosh, I don't ever want to be on camera. It There's just something really powerful about it. There's a different level of connection that our students feel when they see our face. The second tip I wanted to share with you is you'll be really surprised when you're creating a course video. If you've created course videos, uh, you've probably run into this, but you're going to be really surprised at how quickly time flies when you're recording each of these videos. But it's also really important to not overwhelm your audience. I mean, I know that all of us probably have, you know, maybe watched like an online course video that's like 20 or 30 minutes long. And you're like, oh my gosh, like this is good, but it also feels really overwhelming. So what I would recommend is stick with one big idea per video. There's actually a setting in Loom called show recording time. And you can actually just turn that on. And what it will do is it will show a little clock as you're recording each individual video. So this way you can avoid overdoing it. And what we generally found is that short, punchy videos tend to work the best for folks. I like to, you know, in general, I like to be around a four to seven minute video per course video, unless it's something that's a little more technical where I'm having to like, you know, maybe do a screen share and show something. That might be the only exception. But in general, I found these like four to seven minute videos tend to do the best because you can communicate. It forces you as a course creator to distill information down to essential truths, but it also allows your students to go quickly through it and it gives them just enough information to be able to understand the information and process it 
but also let ideas marinate. This is like a side kind of thing, but you don't want to put so much information in your course videos that you don't leave enough margin for folks to imagine how this would apply for their life and or their business. The third tip I wanted to share with you is pre-decide your format on each video. So it's really, really easy to get lost when recording. So think about like, as you start, you know, imagine that you're creating a course video and you're just starting to record and you're like, oh my gosh, wait, what was the second point that I was going to share? What was the whole video about? And I've run into this a lot, which is sometimes I forget and then I go on these, I just ramble and then I look at it later and I'm like, oh, I... (laughs) That was not very good. And then I end up having to re-record it, right? So in order to avoid that, if you can create a structure beforehand, this really works really well. Uh, A structure that I have found really helpful is this sort of like four-part structure. So the first part is start with what the video is about, i.e. what problem will be solved. This will hook attention. So, you know, I say a simple thing like, hey, everyone, in this video, we're going to learn about how to do this. And sometimes I'll include a a thing, you know, something like, you know, the benefit of learning this is the reason why this is important or something like that, right? Like some sort of phrase like that, just to share the benefit of watching this video so that folks understand like, Mel, why did you put this video in here? The second thing uh, related to that structure is just give three tips. Again, don't overwhelm. Rules of three are super powerful. They keep you on point and they also don't overwhelm your audience. Number three is share a common mistake. Help your audience avoid failure. This is actually something that I was not doing on the early course videos that I learned is like, it's such a simple little thing to do, but it's so powerful. So the... I mean, you know, we're going through like our live board of online course school. And one of the things I was, I was teaching our colleagues like this format as they think about their course videos and this, the share a common mistake when we came up, when we were talking about this, another way to think about this is like, think about like an edge case. So an edge case is basically a scenario that would apply to maybe 10% of the people that are watching this video. So IE would not apply to like 90% of people, right? An example, I'll give you an example from like my podcasting course. So let's say that I'm recording a video on how to set up your mic properly for your podcast. Now, in for 90% of people, that video is going to be applicable. But let's say the, the 10%, let's say this is a person that just tends to live in, in a living situation that's super noisy for whatever reason, right? Traffic or something like that, right? And so what I might do is common mistake or an edge case, I might say, hey, so you might be watching this video and you might live in a situation where there's like a lot of noise around you. And if that's the case, I would recommend purchasing this, or I would actually recommend uh, using some sort of a sound blanket to essentially contain yourself within a small area so that it doesn't pick up all of these background noises, something like that, right? And then the fourth thing is a call to action. So a call to action can be as simple as, hey, watch the next video, the, or it could be like do a certain exercise or something like that. The fourth tip that I wanted to share with you is create a, th- a custom thumbnail. So Loom actually uh, auto-creates thumbnails for you, but a lot of times they can be like, auto- they can just look weird, right? So the Twitter thread that I shared has an example of this where it was just like, it was basically me looking like I just look constipated and uncomfortable. So 
uh, instead of that, what this is like a little trick, right? To make these like preview videos a lot better. Smile for the first second of the video before you start talking. Then you can go back and screenshot just that first like second. And then you can then use that as a thumbnail with no stress. The fifth tip that I wanted to share with you is create folders in Loom before recording. Now, trust me on this. When you're recording, you know, several course videos, uh, the videos start to add up really quickly. And it's a hundred percent or a hundred times easier to organize from step one. And what you can actually do within Loom is create custom folders for each module. Then after each video, write a quick title and save it to the relevant folder. Your future self will thank you so much. This this way, when you're done with like 25 or 30 course recordings, everything is already categorized and organized in folders. You can then share those folders with uh, an editor uh, or anything like that. It just makes it so much easier. The sixth tip that I wanted to share with you is invest in a microphone. Small, uh, you know, this sounds like a really basic tip, but what I found is that small improvements in quality tend to lead to a big impact. And as course creators, what this practically means is uh, our students are more satisfied with the quality of the course. There's a higher perceived value when you just have better sound and you also have, you can also charge higher prices. So invest in a mic to boost your audio quality. Now for my course recording videos, I use the Sennheiser MKH416. This mic is a thousand dollars. It is overkill at the start. Do not, do not, do not go and purchase this mic thinking like, oh, Mel mentioned it on this podcast. That means I'm going to get amazing sound. You will get amazing sound. But if this is your first course recording, and I would not do that. Instead, I would recommend like a great starter mic is the Rode VideoMic NTG. The benefit of this mic is that you can actually just plug it into the USB slot on a computer. And uh, you'll see the picture of this, but this VideoMic NTG and the Sennheiser MKH416, they don't look like the mic that we think of, like the traditional shape mics, they, they're they like long and thin. They almost look like, uh, like a tube. And these mics are called shotgun mics. And the benefit of these shotgun mics is with a traditional mic, you have to be pretty close to the mic to get a really good quality sound. Like for this podcast recording, I'm using the Shure SM7B and it's a great podcasting mic, but the reality is I have to be like two to three inches away from this mic in order to get a really good quality recording. Now, the benefit of the shotgun mics is you can be 6 to 14 inches away. And practically what this means is you can position either the video mic NTG or the Sennheiser off screen so that when you are speaking to your students, whether you're using like a digital SLR or you're using a webcam, whatever you're using, when you are speaking to your students, the mic does not show up on the the course recording, but you also get a really good qualities. Now, the other reason I don't recommend the Sennheiser MKH416 is you just need some other pieces of gear. Like, for example, you need like a mixer because just it's not a USB connection that connects that mic. Uh, you need something. It's the pro level one, which is the XLR connection. And you need just another, you need basically a mixer in order to uh, properly convert that signal. And I use the Rodecaster Pro for that, but that's going to set you back another 
500 to $700, depending on road, the uh, road. I used the original Roadcaster Pro, but they just came out with the Roadcaster Pro 2. And I think that's around like $700. So it's not worth, you know, again, spending that much money at the early onset. Uh, what I would do is, you know, the video mic NTG is going to be good enough and it may be all you ever need. The side benefit of that video mic NTG also is uh, you can use it for our uh, tele- telehealth session. So you can basically kind of keep it off center, I mean, uh, off screen, and you can get like a, a nice, richer sound than you would if you were just speaking into like your computer mic or your webcam mic. Seventh tip that I wanted to share with you is record with a DSLR. Uh, most people, when they are recording an online course, they are using a webcam. But a digital SLR will 100x your quality and boost the perceived value of your course. Now, digital SLRs, there's a ton of different options out there. I use a Nikon D810, but I'm going to be upgrading to the Sony's hopefully sooner than later, some point, maybe this year. The Sony's are really nice because they're they have like a CNA line. Again, at the very beginning of your course creation journey, you don't need anything fancy like this. In fact, don't invest either in a quality mic or like an expensive mic or a expensive DSLR because it's just going to be too much gear for you to like really record effectively, right? So we're all about like minimum viable products, quality minimum viable products at the beginning. Now, if you're using a digital SLR, you have to buy something called a USB capture card. Uh, I use one by a company called Magewell. There's also a company called Elgato that makes a Camlink 4K, or there's just like, it's called the Elgato Camlink. Um, and basically what that means is, and you also want to make sure your digital SLR, whatever you're buying, um, or if you have on you, that it can shoot video. You basically want to connect the DSLR to the card and the card to your computer. And again, I'll, I, within the thread, I'll, it shows it, but it will show up in a, it'll show up as the DSLR on your loom. Well, actually on mine, it shows up and it says USB capture HDMI, but uh, that's how I know. No, because otherwise my webcams like my Logitech C920, and if I were to use the Logitech, it shows up that way. And the final tip that I wanted to share with you is have a real clear call to action. Now on Loom, you need a pro plan in order to do this, but everything that we create as online creators should finish with a CTA, a call to action. Loom has actually built-in call to action buttons. Again, the pro plan is required, but the benefit of a call to action is that uncertainty is a killer. Your audience should know exactly what to do next, and it just makes it a lot sort of easier. So as we wrap up, I hope, uh, again, sort of the, let me, uh, you know, just review the tips. So the first one is change your state. The second one is just make sure that you stick to one big idea per video. The number three tip is pre-decide your format before each video. And I included a a structure for you guys that's been helpful for me. Five is, number four is create a custom thumbnail. Five is create folders before recording. Six is invest in a mic. Seven is record with a DSLR. And eight is have a very, very clear call to action. And so my own call to action for this is if you are thinking about creating an online course and you're like, Mel, I would love to just be with some other therapists in community in order to do this. Other therapists that are moving from the chair partly or fully to online income, specifically through online courses. I wanted to invite you to check out our new mastermind uh, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash mastermind. This is basically a community of therapists that we're 
more seasoned. So all of us are at least five years into our business journey. Uh, we're all clearing six, uh, we're all in the six to seven figure mark per year range in terms of revenue. And we wanted to create this community just to have a really intentional place for us to think about all of these things, especially as clinicians, you know, the legal and ethical things that we have to navigate, uh, as well as just having accountability and a structure and just other therapists who get it, you know, when it's not met sort of with stigma or like, what do you mean? What are you doing? Kind of uh, feel to it. And if you're interested in that, again, you can go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash mastermind. Uh, It's a super kind and supportive community. And I would love to have you consider being a part of it. Now, that being said, our plan is not to actually grow this community to huge amounts. We're going to grow this very slowly. So we're at 20 members right now. Our plan is to grow to 30 here in this next year and then uh, incrementally increase up to 50 max is what I'm thinking. Uh, And then at that point, we'll just kind of create a wait list. And if any of the existing members decide to discontinue, we'll open up a slot. So this would be a great time to consider checking this out because uh, I suspect that there is going to be a lot of need for this. And the benefit is you're already going to be in the community and uh, we're going to, you know, I've got some great stuff for you guys in there. All right. Have a great rest of your day and uh, I will see you next time. Bye. I wanted to invite you to download the free online course guide if you are thinking about launching an online course and just want some things that have been helpful uh, for me and some of the tough lessons that I learned along the way. You can again download that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. And as I mentioned right at the beginning, we're actually starting a live cohort called Online Course School. This is a great opportunity to join with other therapists to validate and launch and record your online course. The best way to find out about this and to keep updated when the core launches is to download, again, the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.